This call is being recorded. Hello, and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our countries suffer from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Marsha Allen, known as the Sugar Witch, is the author of her book, Spoiled Rotten on a Diet, Free, Sugar-Free, and Dairy-Free. Marsha, are you there? I'm here. Hi, John. Great. Uh, it's good to have you, finally. And we just had a, uh, a time zone lesson today, this morning. Yes, we did. <laughs> now, <laughs> I was looking over your uh, uh, your sheets, your information, and right. I wanted to ask you first about. Uh, I was never a big dessert eater. Maybe that's that's in my favor now. Um, but you that have is. here yummy des- yummy desserts you don't have to die for. Yeah, that book hasn't come out yet. Aha! Uh-huh, so it's pending. That's your next book. That's my next book. Well, they'll understand that. When do you think it's going (laughs) to be launched? I hope by spring. Um, Good. I'm working on recipes, and recipes take a long time because you have to perfect them. Because what I do is I take a normal recipe that looks really good, and I uh, tear it apart, and I change all the ingredients to make it healthy, and I keep... Mm -hmm. Tuning and adjusting until I get it right, which takes many trips. And then I have right. people that sample it. I have a, my husband, who's a diabetic, and I have the guy that works for us and some other friends that are all too willing to uh, sample. And they tell me exactly what they think. Well, that's good. So that's how I do it, and then once I get that recipe perfected, then I record it and get it ready for the book. And there will probably be about approximately 100 recipes in there when I'm done. Whoa, 100. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it is, but it gives people lots of choices. And um, people love sweets, most people, Um, diabetics especially, because... Like um, my husband David never was a sweet eater. He has diabetes in his family, but uh, he never was a sweet eater. He didn't like sweets, and then he became a diabetic, and he became a sweet freak. And all diabetics <laughs> seem to crave sweets. That's really, I've learned about them. Yeah. So, and it's really kind of cruel that they can't have them, or they. So what they do do is they just eat them anyway, and then that causes them health problems, right? Interesting. So, um, Very interesting. Sugar, dairy, and gluten all cause an inflammatory process in the body for everyone, not just diabetics. And you have people I, uh, who have celiac disease you've probably heard of, which is a gluten intolerance. And that's what mm-hmm. it does. It sets up an inflammation in the body, which causes the body to break down and get all kinds of different diseases after that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I stopped your... drinking milk when I was four years old. Good job. Um, and my 
my uncles were living in, and families were living in Kentucky. They were sharecroppers. Mm-hmm. They were down in the barn, and I happened to roll down there, and I think I was about three years old then, and they were milking the cow. Uh-huh. And they said, come on over here, Johnny. Get yourself some milk. So they, so they put my mouth on the teat, and guess what? I got sick. <laughs> Big time sick. So I've, I've avoided milk since. There's only one you. time I drank milk. <laughs> when I was no, in the Army and I was starving. <laughs> and now, even today, even my whole family knows that I don't eat food that has cheese on it. I don't eat cheese. Right. No, because it's milk. Yeah. It's milk, so yeah. And but now goat's milk is entire, entirely different than cow's milk. Cow's milk has a protein in it that is too large for humans to digest. It was designed for baby cows to become big cows. And we don't want to come big cows. So our body does not like that protein. And so but goat's milk, as you know, goats are very small compared mm-hmm. to cows, the protein in goat's mm-hmm. milk is very digestible and it doesn't cause that inflammatory response. So goat's milk, mm. goat cheese, all those things, and they're getting to be way more common now. They didn't used to be, but you can right. pretty much buy anything from goat's milk that you can buy from cow's milk. And it's tasty, very tasty. Uh, you probably heard of feta cheese. Uh, mm-hmm. Feta is Made from go- supposed to be made from goat's milk, but you need to read the label because a lot of the cheaper feta cheese is made from cow's milk. Mm-hmm. And it's like labels are important. Um, they're like there's 57 different names for sugar. <laughs> I believe that. Try reading a label these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> Just how, that's the easiest way to think about it. If you can't pronounce it, then it's not yeah. fit to eat. You know, my, my wife is a big cheese eater. She grew up in France. Oh, okay. And that's very different cheese over there. Really? Yeah. They don't, Interesting. They don't make their cheese the same way we do. And they don't add a lot of ingredients to it. They do it's it not processed. Yeah. And they don't, and they're... Uh, Roundup is not allowed over there, so the cows aren't eating grass with Roundup on it, uh, which makes a huge difference. Uh, Roundup is everywhere in the U.S. Uh, A lot of places in Canada is banned now, Uh, but it's our and everything is so genetically modified. In France, their cheese is not genetically modified; it's real cheese. Mm -hmm. Here, we've modified it to death along with. Like our wheat has been modified to the point that it has 50% more gluten in it than it did when I was young. Really? And why people are having so many inflammatory responses to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wheat that we grew up with wasn't wasn't that bad for you. But the wheat you have now is really just mostly gluten. Right. Yeah. So We, um, we don't need a whole lot of bread. And I think we got that from a paleo diet. Uh-huh. Yep. That's not much bread on that diet. And it's a good diet. Yeah. Uh, very healthy. But there's more sugar in that diet than a than a diabetic can handle. 
No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. We we don't use sugar at all. Um, I use a product called xylitol. Xylitol is made from bird's bark, so it's all natural. And it tastes like sugar. It looks like sugar. And you can use it the exact same way you use sugar. Um, like if you need a cup of sugar in a in a recipe, you need a cup of xylitol, which makes it very easy to bake with. The only thing about it is it's it's not as um, doesn't give you as much moisture as sugar, so you usually have to add a little bit more liquids than you would to the normal sugar recipe. Interesting. Now the, the COVID virus has kept everybody home, or at least in Canada. Uh, and yes. people are cooking much more at home mm-hmm. because they got nothing else to do, and they're bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And a lot of products can't get anymore because of the virus, especially here in Canada because we import so much. Uh, so people are learning to cook at home. Now, I'm not sure they're learning using the best ingredients, but some are researching more and being more interested in what they eat, I think. So hopefully it will improve our diets. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping that our people will get more interested in how they feed their bodies. Well, I believe that's an important thing. You know, a lot of times people don't think about what they're eating. Yeah, they just um, put stuff in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Junk food is just, you know, what everybody eats. So, yeah. if you hit your car and you were putting in lousy gas and lousy oil, your car's not going to run very well. After a bit, well, if you put lousy food into your body, that's uh, what you get. What you get, and it's too bad we didn't get more instant results. Like if people, me for instance, I have a lot of allergies, so if I eat something that doesn't agree with me, I get an instant slap up the side of the head with some symptoms. Well, a diabetic can eat sugar for years before they actually get a a high sugar reading and says, oh, you shouldn't have done that for the last 20 years, uh, but it tasted good. Um, so, <laughs> you know, if they were, if somebody hit you up side of the head with a baseball bat every time you ate sugar, you probably wouldn't eat it. No. And, but, but if, you know, you don't see anything different, it just, you know, I had a chocolate bar. I felt it was kind of good. I felt good. Uh, but down the road, that chocolate bar is going to make your life of, of maybe blindness, lose your feet, mm-hmm. legs, mm-hmm. have a heart attack, have a stroke, you know. But we don't look yeah. at that when we're 20. And think, well, that's another one. I don't eat much of chocolate. No, that's good. Well, chocolate is actually good for you. It's the sugar in the really sweet chocolate. If you stayed with the really, you know, like 85% cacao, yeah, it's good for you in normal amounts, not pig out on chocolate. But, you know, like an ounce of chocolate a day is really quite good for your heart if it's the 85% cacao. But That's the dairy milk chocolate. chocolate yeah, the dairy milk chocolate, no. David is a big chocolate lover. I don't like chocolate at all, but he loves chocolate. But I use <laughs> pure cacao powder in my recipe so there's no sugar in it. And then I use his xylitol to sweeten it, so he doesn't know the difference. Well, he does, but he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I made a new recipe for uh, brownies the other day, and he said, oh, man, this is way better than a chocolate bar. 
so handed them out to a few people, and everybody now wants the recipe, of course. But and I'm looking at at, your, at the list here of these story ideas for the new book. Right. And the the one on the bottom, how to dine out with confidence. Now, let me make a statement. My wife and I have not eaten in a restaurant since last February. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't interest us at all. No, we we rarely. The only time we ever eat out is if we're traveling and we have to eat. But a lot of mm-hmm. times we take our own food because we're not, like David says, I'm disappointed when I eat out because it's never as good as home. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel good after. Right. But, yeah. you know, if you pick and choose, go to decent restaurants, not McDonald's and Burger King. Um, if you pick and choose on a, a good restaurant, like a steak, but the problem is you have to ask a lot of questions from the waiter, like, they always put butter on steak. So you just say, I don't mm-hmm. want any butter on my steak. Um, you know, and you can pick salads. We take our own dressing if we eat out because we, um, the salads or dressings are full of sugar. Uh, if you're careful, uh, you can eat out and still, you know, I wouldn't eat out every day or anything, but as a treat, you might, you can eat out and you can be very confident too that you'll be okay. But well, there's all those need, steps you have to take, right? And all those COVID steps. Have the confidence to talk to your waiter. Um, so ask them questions. They're there to please you because they're going to get a tip if they please you, and they want to please you. And if sure. they're not knowledgeable, ask them to go to the kitchen and ask. And if you really have to, ask to speak to the chef, and they'll oblige that. If you just if you're nice, I mean you don't. If you're mm-hmm. polite and you're nice, they're all too, they're all too willing to help you if you if you're good if you're nice to them. I've done it over and over and over for years, and uh, because I have allergies that are really mean when I eat that stuff, so I'm very careful. And I've had I've never had a problem in a restaurant asking questions. So I think people just have to be confident enough. To do that, and well, confident I think enough that they should. Friends, <laughs> confident enough to not be embarrassed in front of your friends to do it. There you go. And if your friends are real friends, they care about your health. <laughs> they should. You bet. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And the other thing that um, people don't associate with, uh, I guess sugars and calories and something is alcohol beverages. <laughs> well, yep, there's a lot of sugar in alcohol. Scotch. There is. Uh, scotch is the only alcohol that doesn't have sugar. Scotch? Scotch. Really? Yep. So diabetics need to become scotch drinkers, I guess. If they're going I would recommend they don't drink, but if they feel they have to, they should stick to scotch. Wine is hmm. extremely high in sugar. Uh, beer is terrible. Um, right. So, yeah, and people don't realize just how many 
calories there and sugar they're drinking when they drink those wine coolers or vodka coolers or whatever. They're right. like, you know, they're bad or worse than soda. Well, a lot of that's the mix, though. Not necessarily the, say, the tequila. The key was just what is that it's just pure agave, which is sugar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So but yes, it's certainly it's not processed. Mm-hmm. Yep, but it's still sugar. It's just refined sugar. Interesting. Yep. Might as well just go to the sugar bowl and start spooning it in. So like now that I have you, what is what is the best selling? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. If you drink, I was going to ask. <laughs> you drink, you and for a month, you'll consume five pounds of sugar. Whoa, it's a lot. It is, and you don't think about it when you drink one soda, right? No, not at all. I have a picture that shows that yeah. it's very, very enlightening. Right. Yeah, I don't drink those either. Good. So, uh, what is what is the best selling scotch in Canada? I have no idea because I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> um, and I don't know in the U.S. either because I have friends in the U.S. that drink it, but I have no idea what the brand is. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to look back at because see, I moved from Scotch to bourbon, from bourbon to tequila, and this is one ounce. I uh, I allow myself one ounce, which is a you know a, a jigger, right? A day when I take my when I take my meds. Oh yeah. And beyond that, that's that's it. You take it with your meds. Yes, it's it's kind oh. of a reward for me at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Can you space that out a half hour? Oh, sure. You bet. Because when you do that, it lessens the effect of your meds if you take them close together. So half hour in between, you let the meds take effect before you drink your tequila or drink your tequila a half hour before so that the two don't get in there together and and uh, dilute your meds. Soda, anything, the only thing you should take with meds is water. But okay. as far as drinking an ounce of whatever alcohol a day, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. But just, just don't take it close to your meds. Interesting. I never thought about that. No, now I most know. people don't. They take them with coffee, they take them with soda, they take them with all kinds of things juice which is just sugar um that's something else you should never drink is fruit juice mm-hmm. yeah, we... concentrated sugar yeah fruit it's fructose which is really bad for your arteries is it really yep when you eat sugar it makes your arteries rough and crispy and that's where the plaque sticks to rough and crispy arteries rather than to nice, fluid, pliable arteries. And then you get strokes. Sugar causes more strokes and heart attacks than fat does. 
they've proven that the low-fat diet does it's just a big first to sell cholesterol medication. Um, low-fat diets don't work. They've got more heart attacks and strokes since they went on low-fat diets than they ever had before. And there was a big article in Time magazine about that a few years ago. So, leave the I fat. think that people have become so called habitual. It's just a you know they don't think about mm-hmm. it. No, they don't. They just scarf it down. Those supersized pops, supersized French fries, supersized everything. And uh, um, one medium potato turns to a half a cup of sugar in your stomach. Mm. Mm-hmm. So imagine Mercy. what one of supersized fries does. Right. Yeah, I never supersize. <laughs> no, neither. In the U.S., the portions are way bigger than they are in Canada. Really? Oh, yes. I was most likely double. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you, do you pay less for that? No. <laughs> Sorry, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but for you guys, you, your money's worth so much more that it seems less. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... But yeah, no, our our portion sizes in restaurants are far smaller than they are in the U.S. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Well, I'm not surprised, but it is very interesting. It's something to think about. We just don't think about it as Americans, I guess. And your your stomach, you know, grows to the size to hold the food you eat. So, you eat large portions, your stomach will increase. Mm-hmm. And if you eat small portions, it shrinks. So then once it shrinks, then you don't want those big portions anymore. Then you feel overstuffed, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think we're any skinnier in most of Canada. But, uh, yeah, we don't eat as big a portions. Well, maybe we don't do at home. I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. the restaurants can serve as big a portion. What foods can cause, let's say, inflammation in your stomach? Anything with dairy, sugar, or gluten. And then there's a lot of other acidic foods. Like some people have a problem with acid foods like tomatoes and right. acidic fruits, grapefruits, uh, oranges, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when a problem with your stomach is a lack of good bacteria in your stomach, and that can be cured by taking a good probiotic. Everybody should be taking right. a good probiotic. Okay. Uh, I'm making notes here. Okay. Just because, you know, all the stuff that we're exposed to every day has a tendency to to uh, make our system kill off the good bacteria in our gut. When you take an antibiotic, for instance, it kills off everything, right? And that's the good bacteria mm-hmm. along with the bad. And then you end up with, some people end up with uh, diarrhea and that kind of thing, but that's because they have no good bacteria in their bottle. So they need to be, ta- if you ever take an antibiotic, always take a probiotic with it. Now, your doctor will never tell you that, but you should take a probiotic to rebuild and take it for some time after to rebuild up your good bacteria. Avoiding antibiotics is the best thing, but sometimes you can't. 
Well, I'm uh, I'm fascinated by all of this. That um, uh, you know, you're the you're the lady with the uh, with the uh, the sugar knowledge, with the dairy knowledge, with everything. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward like to probably sixty years of research. Wow. Um, it's always wow. been a passion since I was young. It's what I specialize in, and I just have a constant thirst for any kind of nutritional research, and I just can't help myself to keep digging into it all the time, anything new that comes out, or uh, I will research it to death, and David drives David crazy some days, but uh, he's healthy because of it. <laughs> Well, you have a lot of information to share, and you've got a new book coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, Marcia, tell tell my listeners, our listeners, how to find you, the best way to find you. Um, I have a Facebook page. Uh, it's called Healthy Body, Happy Life. And I've I've taken my website down because it wasn't working very well. So, um, But that's really the best place for me. It's on Facebook, and it's Healthy Body, Happy Life. Or there's another one, uh, Marsha's Healthy Treats also. And there's videos okay. on them and information and that kind of thing. Wonderful, wonderful. And my book is available uh, on Amazon. And the title of the book on Amazon? Spoiled Rotten on a Diet. Okay. Very good, very good. And I Thank think you for... on my Facebook page of my telephone's also numbers also on there. And if they want to call me and ask questions, that's perfectly all right with me. Great. I'd be glad to answer them if I can. <laughs> and I know that they will. <laughs> well, that'd be good. Thank you for <laughs> Thank you very much for being um our guest today. And thank you. Thank you for listeners tuning in to searching for integrity. So long and happy trails to all.